Congressman, good morning. Appreciate your time. It's great to be with you, Chris. Uh, you're holding a press conference today in Raleigh, Congressman, at the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Gardens, joined by representatives from Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian American communities in North Carolina. What is the message you're hoping to get across in that press conference? We, we've got to stand with our ally, Ukraine. This is absolutely urgent. Uh, Ukraine is literally running out of bullets, and Russia is advancing on the battlefield as we speak. So this is the defining choice we have to make as a country. Are we going to be, you know, pro-democracy or pro-dictatorship? Are we going to be pro-Putin or are we going to be pro-democracy around the world? And, you know, we have to stand with Ukraine or we will be gift-wrapping this entire country to Russia and Vladimir Putin. That's the choice that House Republicans, my my House Republican colleagues have to make. And I, I think what's just worth noting about all this is Senate Republicans and Senate Democrats, House Democrats, we're all on the same page. 22 Senate Republicans joined with Senate Democrats to pass a bill to stand with our allies in Ukraine and Israel and Taiwan and do the things we need to do to to protect democracy around the world. But Mike Johnson, our speaker, continues to refuse to act. Why do you think Speaker Johnson has refused to bring this to a vote in the House? Well, I think he's got the most extreme Republicans in his in his co- in his conference who are uh, essentially you have the tail wagging the dog. They they will get rid of him if he does anything. So the the way I like to simplify and explain it to the the folks I represent is Mike Johnson has has been our speaker. He's about to do his third punt on passing a budget, uh, doing a CR probably hopefully this week. Uh, but he has got this great office. It's right there. You know, you look right down the mall. It's this amazing office. He gets to stay there as long as he does nothing. And that's that's the dynamic. And he's either got to work with Democrats in the middle like me, or he's got to divorce the most extreme members of his, his caucus. And uh, something's got to give. And some in opposition to this type of aid would say that the United States maybe has enough issues here at home and, and does, does not need to worry about what's going on in Ukraine or Israel or Taiwan. What's your response to those no, folks? Absolutely. A great question. I hear it from my constituents. There's, there's a lot of money. Uh, most most of this money is going to U.S. companies to replenish our military stock. This is good for for America. It's good for our national security too. But but most specifically with Russia and Putin, if we do nothing and we gift wrap Ukraine for Russia, the cost of containing an aggressive Russia around the globe will be a hundred times higher. He will go at NATO allies in the Baltics. Poland is on the is on the list as well. And uh, we will be in a much broader conflict. Ukraine is doing a good job if we can give them the support they need to, to hold off Russia. So uh, it's in our support for Ukraine is absolutely in our national interest. Visiting with North Carolina Congressman Wiley Nickel, we mentioned the looming government shutdown that will expire. The government will shut down on Friday if there's not something that is passed. As we sit here at almost 830 this morning on a Wednesday, are we going to get something done to keep the government open? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very worried uh, and it would be just a disaster for our local economy to have a government shutdown. The deadline, as you said, is midnight on Friday. So I'm heading to Washington where uh, the best we can hope for at this late stage is that uh, Republicans and Mike Johnson, the Republican Speaker of the House, agreed to punt again to do another temporary budget. But I don't know if we're going to get there because there's a group of far-right extremists in the House who want to get rid of him if he does anything. And, um, it, you know, to, to just bring it back to the folks here in the Triangle, you know, they're, they're, my, my dad died of, of cancer. There are, there are cancer researchers in the Triangle who would stop their work if we have a shutdown. The TSA agents I will see on my, my flight to Washington today, next week, they won't get paid if we have a shutdown. So this hits home in so many ways. 
are there ways to get past this hostility and actually accomplish legislation? Yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's just a matter of, you know, setting the expectations at the right place. And really, it's as simple as doing stuff that can get 60 votes in mm-hmm. the Senate. Tom Tillis is one of those Republicans in the Senate willing to, to you know, find common ground for North Carolina uh, and, and others. And um, we've seen the Senate Act, you know, they... they you know, had 22 Senate Republicans mm-hmm. do this bill that would have stood with, you know, Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan. And also they had a deal for border security and immigration reform. Privately, I was told that there were 25 Republicans willing to vote for that in the Senate. That's more than half. Um, but then Donald Trump opened his mouth and told him to kill the deal so he could have the pain and suffering of border security and immigration reform as an issue on the ballot. Uh, but we've got to get Washington working in the middle. And we have folks who are willing to do it. I'm one of them. You know, it's stuff that the far right won't like, the far left won't like, but that's the only way you can get things done in divided government. Visiting a studio with North Carolina Congressman Wiley Nicola, I, I, you're not going to run for another seat, in, another term in Congress. We've talked about that before because of these newly drawn congressional districts. I read earlier this month, I think this is the most folks leaving Congress since 2006. And a lot of those folks on both sides of the aisle, Congressman, have a lot of institutional knowledge. Are you concerned about the future of the U.S. House of Representatives? Yeah, very concerned. And, and the point you know, I want to make is gerrymandering. So while, while I'm not going to be on the ballot, I'm, I'm certainly not giving up or going out quietly in the fight for fair maps and an end to partisan gerrymandering. We need to have nonpartisan independent redistricting across the country. I've got a bill for that. We're going to talk about what that would look like for, for so many states. But the main point I really want to make is that in the U.S. Congress, the reason we're getting nothing done is 90% of the members of Congress, they only have to win their Democratic primary or their Republican primary. There's only 10% in seats like mine that are truly competitive, that, that anyone will tell you really has any anywhere near a decent chance of, uh, of flipping one way or the other. Mine was, you know, an R plus two, could have gone either way. Voters gave me a chance to work, you know, together with, with you know, everyone in Congress. And that's what I've been doing. But uh, my seat will be gone. I will be replaced by a a far-right extremist. And you'll have even fewer members of Congress in these competitive seats where they have an incentive to to work uh, and get things done. North Carolina Congressman Wiley Nickel, really appreciate you coming by this morning and look forward to visiting again in the future. Sounds great.